0: Hi, and welcome back to the Blue Morpho podcast. I'm your host, Maya Sir Hamilton-Souther. And it is a pleasure today to have Corey martin Jewell with us, who is the founder of Immortality, a life enhancement products. And I'm going to have him share a lot more about that on the podcast. Corey also has a really interesting life story, which I would like to get into. And um, really just thank you so much, Corey, for being here. Welcome to the show. Yes.
1: Thank you for having me. i really stoked to share with your audience some really amazing stuff that we've been doing and, uh, yeah, let's get into it.
0: Yeah. So I guess the first thing I want to talk about, since, uh, we haven't seen each other in many, many years, uh, Mm -hmm. I want to know how the, these, the immortality products came about and, uh, tell me a story about, uh, how this has, has occurred and what kind of brought it forward. Yeah. Um, we
1: met in 2009, I think. I remember, uh, and and things have been. It's been a a big journey from into filmmaking. Um, as you know, my background is in filmmaking, and um, I've been on this adventure of creating films for Hollywood. You know, Avatar, The Matrix, all those sort of things led me to uh, Blue Morpho, and from there, um, the journey has continued. You know, it plays out on in the long game, and I have been focused on filmmaking but uh in the background spirit or the universe has been guiding me step by step and showing me these longevity secrets and i and i wasn't really i had an interest in that but it wasn't my goal but these things have been slowly happening to me meeting amazing people amazing teachers and amazing experiences around the world whether that's in the amazon or in egypt or in china and these pieces have been coming together and then uh during, you know, the pandemic 2019, we all kind of had to take a pause on what we were doing. And I started seeing, um, Tony Robbins had this program called life force. And I was like, well, I know quite a bit about life force from my martial arts background. Let's see what he's doing. It was a free seminar. I checked it out and I thought, Hey, like he's reaching a lot of people with this online teaching. And then I took your Trinity course, And your Trinity course took it from just being some person up there talking about information to actual hands-on practical doing of a program. And and I could see, wow, you can actually guide people step by step through a process and they can receive transformation remotely online. And so, you know, my job as a filmmaker had been shut down at that point and um, I had just come back from China. I was literally there when things were going down and I didn't know it. And I flew back and, and I, w- I had shown my film to uh, a company in China there that I'd been working on. And so I was all stoked to be working on my film. And then they shut down. They were buying all sorts of stuff, you know, to isolate themselves. And, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to go back to that country for a good six months. So I started going out playing soccer. Um, I'm pretty intense when I play. I was going full tilt and I tripped and I dislocated my elbow. And um, it just shot right out. And, uh, there's a little hook on the end, uh, where your elbow is that, that holds it in place. Luckily that didn't break. Um, when I went to the ER, they were like, Hey, you know, your bones are super healthy and they were able to pull it back in place, but they're like, Hey, you're going to have to go see a specialist because all of the ligaments and tendons and everything had totally ripped and torn in the process of, of falling down. And, um, I had, was in Hawaii. That's, that's where I was staying. And, um, I was working with some regenerative agriculture people. Um, I got a lot of side projects going on, but that got me into the mindset of regeneration rather than, um, mechanically, uh, you know, the recommendation was pins and plates and stuff like that. And I thought, you know, my elbow grew at one point when I was a baby, why can't it grow again? And, and there was all these reasons why it couldn't, um, I've, I've heard those reasons, but also from my experiences in Amazon and, and other places, um, your foundational knowledge will dictate what is or isn't possible for you. And if something is not in your, uh, if you don't believe something's true, then it, then it very well won't be. But I wanted to investigate, can I regenerate my elbow? I, I have I'm working with agriculture that is regenerating plants and I've been to China and had experiences that I can get into where I've regenerated or I healed my ankle, an ankle injury. Um, So I had all these kind of background experiences that were slowly building up the knowledge and I was like, let's give this a go. Let's try and regenerate my elbow. And so I did. I just committed to 13 weeks of what I knew I was doing with the plants. Was that going to work on my body? Because worst case scenario is it doesn't work. And then I just go in and I get surgery and I get it fixed. But if it does work, now I have regenerated my body, a part that isn't supposed to be able to be regenerated. You know, tendons and ligaments don't get enough blood flow, I discovered. So they don't get the nutrition to be able to rebuild. And uh, basically, it came down to feeding my body enough collagen in a usable form and then making sure i could get the blood flow into the area to regenerate my elbow. And it took me 13 weeks to regenerate it and i went back and i got an mri and i got you know the results and they're like why are you in here? Is there anything wrong? Is this some sort of lawsuit because there's nothing wrong with your elbow are you trying to like <laughs> get evidence for something else? And i'm like no. I wanted to see if i could regenerate this thing and i did and it's 100% functional. I got it back and it's as good as new. And that is just not possible with the current paradigm because they're operating from a certain set of knowledge. And if you have a different set of knowledge, different things are possible. So that led to, if I can regenerate body parts, um, let's apply that to living longer. And living longer is really regenerating the kidneys. And if you can regenerate your kidneys, they promote stem cell release from your bone marrow. And as people age, they just produce less stem cells and the body slowly breaks down over time. And so the next step was like, let's see if we can regenerate those kidneys and really start regenerating everything. And that has what I've been working with with this team of regenerative farmers, You know their insights with the plants, and we're applying it to the body, and it's working. I mean, we see it with the plants when we feed the plants; like they're literally dead, and then like three days later, they're like straight up, like beaming, like just beaming. (laughs) And so we're applying the same knowledge to to human beings, regenerating kidneys, like I said, and the results uh, have become this product. We put the product out. We tested it on people. They're having amazing results, not only feeling better than they have in years, but They are feeling like they can tackle the world and um, it's been super encouraging. Everybody's had individual great stories, um, which they share with us. And we have been now testing with DNA, um, DNA methylation tests, which are showing us to actually be getting genetically younger. And so that's where we're at today. We're releasing this program to the world uh, called the Transformative Longevity Program, and you can find it at immortalite.com. So yeah, that's that's where we're at today.
0: That's amazing. So you know, what products exactly are you guys offering and how did you come to make them? The products are
1: we have courses that teach the knowledge, and then we also have the physical tinctures that are Five drops a day you can take and they last for about three months and they slowly work on your body and to activate the regeneration in your body. Um, And it doesn't matter if you have never done anything like this before. um, If you've been on a standard American diet or if you are a raw vegan or if you're a carnivore, like it applies to everyone because we all have organs and we all have life force in us. And the real key to this is life force. Um, So we're teaching people about life force. We are giving them the, the products, and then we're also we also have cookbooks, um, and we have uh, the longevity program workbook that goes and guides people step by step on how they can do their own program and implement it themselves. And guided guided videos, so people can take themselves on a on a course if they want to do something more intensive. And uh, but really, it's more about sticking to it every day and doing a little bit and integrating this into your life so that you get the regenerative effects all the time. Yeah.
0: Amazing. How did you figure any of this out? Where does all this come from? It sounds amazing. I want to understand first where it all came from and then get into the results people are having.
1: Um, It started uh, back in, I was working on the matrix and um, I was doing martial arts. I really wanted to get back into using my body and doing Kung Fu. And as I started working out about three hours a day, I had to learn how to change my diet to get athletic performance, like eating what I was eating was no longer providing me with the the nutrition to sustain myself for three hours a day. Um, So my teacher got me on a diet that was totally meat. It was um, a boiled steak, 16 hard boiled eggs and whey protein shakes. And um, I was on that for probably a year and every day I could go work out. I felt great. I was a little bit tired, like you're kind of like at a constant, there's no like spike or peak, but you're even. I did that for about a year. And then in the back of my mind, I was I was thinking about my dad and my dad's dad died of a heart attack. My dad was always concerned about heart attacks. And I'm thinking like, is eating this much meat good for me when um, Shaolin monks also work out three hours a day and they're totally vegetarian. So I said, hang on a second, let me see if there's another way to do this. And, and so I started playing with my diet and I started switching to the vegetarian. And then I eventually moved on to vegan. And I didn't really have a, a background in nutrition, but I could feel every single day what was working for me and what was not working for me. And um, I was able to transition, you know, effectively. But I I was really focused on what I was eating and I was very conscious of of how it made me feel like a lot of people switch to diets because of the animals or because of ethical reasons. And I have to say that I did it completely for my own performance Um, as much as I care for the animals. My initial push was for performance. And so I came to the Amazon after I became a black belt for healing. And, uh, I really learned a lot more about how the plants are capable of doing things that I didn't have, you know, was so beyond my realm of possibility. And I remember you taking us on tours and we were seeing, you know, all the different plants and Amazon and all the Polaro shamanism and how all these different tools were being used to operate and function in different ways in the body. And that really got me on a kick of, um, if plants are this powerful, uh, what is the best way to operate the body? Because clearly the way I've grown up and been taught just in Western culture is getting us so far to about 70 or 80. But there's other populations in the world and what are called blue zone groups that are living well past 100, 120. They're out climbing trees. They're active members of their community. They're not watching Wheel of Fortune an old folks home in assisted whatever at the end of their life, like they're thriving until they kick the bucket. And I was like, that's very appealing to me. I want to be able to go do everything that I can because I'm I'm being, you know, in the ceremonies that we had, I'm being subjected to stuff that I didn't even know was possible. Like, and I I remember being an atheist going into a very scientific um, background and I was just having my mind blown repeatedly. And I'm like, what, what else am I not aware of that is possible? And I remember one story you told me about, um, one of your guests had this uh, list and there was, there might've been cherubs or something all going down the list of all the different things that they wanted done to them. And so I started writing these lists before going into ceremony of all the things that I wanted to learn. And, uh, one of those things was what was the best way to take care of the body? Like what are, what is there a best way to take care of the body and what is it? And, um, that has been working in the background as I've been making these films in the meantime, like right after uh, Blue Morpho, I went to work on Avatar, which was a mind blowing experience, very much like being in the Amazon. It was like, wow, I'm making Ayahuasca the movie now. (laughs) And uh, from there, uh, working on Avatar, I saw a way of making films that was different from how I've been doing it, and was very inspiring for me to make my own film. I saw a very low quality version of Avatar before it was high quality and I thought I can make a low quality version. So I took that upon myself to take my film to the next level by making a feature length low quality version. It's it's called White Tiger Legend. You can see it online, the trailer, but that led me to doing motion capture. And so now I was motion capturing an entire film And I was doing the stunts, I was doing the choreography, I'm a black belt. And my very first day on set, I twist my ankle pretty badly doing a stunt. And um, you just keep going because, you know, you've got all this expensive equipment and you're paying for it and everything's budgeted and, you know, you got to deliver. So I just keep powering through it. Every week I go in there and I re-injure that ankle again doing stunts and it doesn't matter. You just land on it the wrong way and it re-injures. And so I had this reoccurring injury with my ankle. And at that point, I didn't know anything about regeneration or anything. But um, after enough time, after the filming ended or on set, um, my ankle healed enough, well enough that, you know, I could walk around. But when I went to China to shoot the background footage for the film, um, I went to Wudang Mountains, which is the birthplace of Tai Chi where they do all the acupuncture, where they've discovered all the meridian systems and everything. All of that is completely foreign to me at the time. Um, I'm just there to film and I'm going up these steps, thousands of steps a day with my backpack and all the camera equipment, you know, and I trip and re-injure my ankle on day two. So I've got a 30 day shooting schedule. I'm hobbling. And um, I don't know if you've ever been to China, but it's, all chinese like literally i was the only foreigner i saw there on my entire trip um there was one guy that i saw there who was uh swedish or norwegian or something and um you know it's like when two brothers see each other like hey what's up i saw this guy and i was like hey man what's going on and i just assumed he spoke english uh he he did he spoke enough um and i saw him that morning for breakfast uh because i was setting out for the day before i had injured myself And he was learning from a Tai Chi master there. And um, he he helped me out with breakfast. All the food in China is in the hotel, whether you get it for breakfast or dinner. But I set out so early to shoot the sunrise that I missed breakfast completely. I still didn't have my bearings. And he's like, no, I know a little place around the corner you can get breakfast. So he hooked me up with breakfast. Then I go off, I injure myself. I'm coming back down and I see him still training at like five, six o'clock at night. And I'm like, and he sees me hobbling. And I'm like... Hey, yeah, I, I had this reoccurring injury. I re-injured it. It's, it sucks. And he's like, let me take you to my teacher and he'll heal you up. And I'm like, well, why not? You know, what are the chances? This guy speaks English. Um, he can help me. And I see this old master and he has this jar of plant tonic, I guess. It's just a lot of yellow. We figured out it was turmeric. Some of the guys here at the regenerative farming have helped me re-engineer it. And he dips this gauze in it and he wraps my ankle in it overnight. And he tells me it's going to burn like heck, but in the morning, it'll be good as new. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. And he, he stressed that the burning, it's not like a tiger bomb or something that's physically burning the skin. It's actually the plants working on releasing the energy, the traumatic impact energy. And that release is through heat. So as it's burning it's actually releasing the heat which is going to then take down the inflammation so western medicine does not acknowledge really the energy but we were talking about a tai chi master who understood meridians and the flow of energy and he said the impact has caused stagnation of energy there which is causing inflammation and so you release the energy the inflammation goes down and you will not re-injure it and This is stuff I learned after, he didn't tell me all at the time. I was just so stoked to get back out there filming. I was like, woohoo, you know, here we go. I can continue for another 30 days of filming. Um, But this was stuff that was playing in the background as I was on my journey to make my film. Um, Then I got a chance to go to Egypt with some uh, quantum physicists. And there's a guy, Nassim Harman, who lives in Hawaii. He did at the time, he was a surfer. And I saw a little post on Facebook, an advertisement that was like, come to Egypt. And I've always wanted to go to Egypt. And they were offering to spend the night in all three pyramids. Now, what I didn't know was he was taking us all to participate in an experiment and that we all went there with a journey to do some physics work. And so he taught us these classes, which I did at the Resonance Foundation. And um, we got there and I learned so much about the pyramids I didn't know that um, they're made out of limestone and they're made out of basalt and they're made out of rose quartz and these crystals are inside the types of stones that they used. so the stones in the pyramids themselves are resonating and um, i've seen crystals and you have crystals in their ceremony house and during ceremony if you see those crystals you can see a structure around them like you got the physical crystal and then you can see i know i'm I know you can see the structure around them. It's like a bell resonating or it's like, it's like a structure. And if you get near them, like you can feel the structure change your structure, like it straightens you. So this entire pyramid is made out of crystals. And um, here I thought it was just rocks and stones, but it's been designed to hold a resonant frequency. And so it's operating on your body. When you go into that space, you're in that held in that energy. Now, around the pyramids, there were pools of water where people would go to heal. Back in the day, they would say, oh, it's just the healing pools or whatever. And had I been myself prior to ayahuasca, I would have chalked that up as, you know, just a baloney story. But now I can understand that the water itself is being structured by the crystals and that water is osmotically changing your body. So when they sit in the pool, they are feeling the structure from the crystals in, their wa- in the water, and that is affecting their body. And the end goal of this is it is structuring them in perfection. It is telling the body that it is now operating in perfection, and so the body operates differently when it's held in that, in that energy. So I picked that up in Egypt. Totally wasn't expecting that at all. Then it comes to 2019 during the the pandemic. Like I was saying, I had that injury and then all the pieces come together. I try and re-engineer what the Tai Chi master had done with his wrap. And I'm wrapping my elbow in that every day, moving out the energy. And then we're empowering the kidneys with the regeneration from the plants. All the pieces are coming together. And uh, yeah, that is basically how to operate the body to regenerate itself. Um, It needs help. Um, but it is capable of doing amazing things if you empower it with the right tools. And the main thing is the life force, getting the life force into the body, getting the nutrition into the body. So it has the building blocks to assemble what it needs to assemble. Yeah. And that is, that is how we got here. here I thought I was just making a movie. (laughs)
0: That's incredible. How did you end up landing on the current lineup of products in the immortality suite? The
1: uh, tinctures are the real big impact for people, and that is what we set out to do was to regenerate the kidneys, and it, it's in, broken into three different um, tinctures. So there's the one which is the immortality tincture, which is focused on the kidneys, and that has the Jing tonic herbs, which are the Chinese herbs for longevity. So they're focused on like uh, herbs like Jaogelan, which in the Guizhou area of China, which is what people drink as a tea, and they're living well past 100 drinking that. And the idea is that the kidneys are the powerhouse of the body that keeps the body going uh, and regenerating. So these herbs are regenerating the kidneys. But the process of regeneration itself is very tiring. Like a, a newborn baby sleeps all the time because your body needs sleep while it regenerates. So then we had the vitality, which is to keep you pretty much awake and vital while all the regeneration is going on and you're not sleeping all day. And that has adaptogens like maca and it has um, onions, and, and which is ancient Greek uh, energy source. Um, but it tastes good. We add cinnamon in there, so you're not going to have onion breath. And then the third was a probiotic, which is the probiotic, which is where it's the heart of your immune system is your gut microbiome. So we knew that to empower the body to regenerate, you also have to empower the immune system. And so we focused on getting people the best probiotic on the market. It is not dead. It is living. So it's got the broadest spectrum of probiotics. A lot of times people will start with like a a starter or um, something and they have a specific set of probiotics. This is the widest diversity possible. And the the reason for that is that enzymes are what are doing all the functions in your body. And so the more broad spectrum we have bacteria, they will create a broad spectrum of enzymes. So we wanted to get the broadest diversity into your system so that you have the most building blocks possible for your body to perpetuate itself with you got to get it all in there. You know, science likes to focus on vitamin B12 or it's just this one thing or it's just this one thing, and we're taking a holistic get it all in there and let your body sort it out, you know.
0: Uh, It sounds incredible well thought out and uh, structured. What are some of the responses you have from people who are using these products?
1: Um, With the tinctures, we've had uh, people – just like thrilled with the amount of energy they've had. Like they say they felt better than they have in years. They're a vacuuming, cleaning their place. We've had people that were like three-time cancer survivors that are just like, I haven't felt this great in a long time. Um, A lot of the ginsengs that are in the product really structure and straighten your energy so things are able to flow, so you're able to operate the the body. It feels the best that it's going to feel, whatever state you're in. So, uh, we've had people with, um, alopecia that are growing hair for the first time. And these are all kind of things that we didn't anticipate at all. They're just kind of happening, um, because the body knows what to do and we're leaving it up to the body. Like a lot of longevity programs are focused on, you know, giving you these supplements, giving you this, or even changing your, your genetics or changing, you know, there's CRISPR technology that wants to get in there and do it better than, than, uh, than, I, than we believe the body is already capable of doing. We believe the body's already infinitely intelligent. We just have to allow it and give it the tools that it needs. And so we're working with the perfection that's already with your body rather than trying to do it better than your body or change it or alter it or come from a stance that you're not already empowered. So we are just um, thrilled to see all the variety of results, but we really have to focus on the longevity aspect um, for legal reasons. Uh, And so we implemented this DNA test and the DNA test has been showing people seven years younger, 10 years epigenetically younger. And so we're getting these amazing results. Obviously, you know, we've had someone who's 70 chronologically clock in at like 60 biologically and They don't have knee pain. You know, they're out and about doing all sorts of stuff. And she's like, this is the best I've felt. You know, this is amazing. And so, yeah, and this is just the beginning is the really scary thing. You know, we don't know how far we can go, but we know the blue zones are living to 120 and we know like the Greenland shark is living to 500. And recently, biologists have done tests with these worms. You can look it up in 2020 where they were flipping some genes around and they got these worms to live from 100, well, 100, their age would have been 100%. So then they were living 200% by flipping one gene. So that would have been the equivalent to living 200 years old. And then they switched another gene and it added another 30 years. So then they switched both genes at the same time and thought, okay, we're going to get 230 years. But it went to 500 So it's like not linear, it's exponential. And in our minds, we're saying, why focus on switching this gene or that gene or finding the one? Just let your body flip them all on and let's see how far we can go. Like it could be that we are perpetually regenerating machines. We have just not been treating ourselves properly. I mean, we don't really know. You know, we're not trying to live forever. We're trying to live the best lives we can, but we don't really know. Like this is a dualistic universe Maybe we can hang out on each side as long as we want. You know, we don't know.
0: It's unbelievably exciting to think that there's a possibility of living a a much longer life. You -hmm. know, for much of human history, the lifespan was very short compared Mm -hmm. to now. And so there's no reason to think that this isn't part of the natural evolution to be extending uh, life through not only technological means and science, but also, as you say, the innate intelligence of the body. Um, Mm -hmm. in your own case, regenerating the elbow sounds, you know, incredible, fantastic, hard to believe, but you're Mm -hmm. living proof that it actually happened. what was Mm -hmm. the process actually like for you, uh, from the moment that you injured it to now having a hundred percent, uh, regeneration and mobility again?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, the moment that it happened, I heard like a loud rip and, um, and it was a shock. Um, I was going running full sprint and as I tripped, my hand just instinctively shot out and the forces were just too much for the body to handle and it just went, you know? And, um, so it was sticking out and I'm a pretty even keel guy. Like I didn't scream or anything, but... You know, I was in shock, and and so I just kept breathing through it. And I thought, okay, well, the next thing is I got to go to the hospital, and a pandemic has just started, and I don't know if I want to go, <laughs> but I do. I go to the ER, and um, they give me some morphine, and um, it's really early days, so there's hardly anybody in there, which is great. And um, I'm like, you know, do what you guys got to do. Um, to straighten it out. So they're checking it out on the x-rays. They do the x-rays first and they notice, like I said, that there's this hook at the end that allows it to hang into place and that hook was still there. Usually that hook breaks off and when it breaks off, you have to do surgery because there's no longer anything to hold it in place. But that hook was still there and I attribute that to to the strong bones in my diet. So that was a a good pat on the back when that bone was still there because for most people it breaks and I knew, hey, I must be doing something right. But at that point I'm on morphine and morphine is very interesting. You don't really feel like anything is happening but you can't feel pain. And um, so they start to pull it and they pull it back into place and it snaps back into place instantly. And you can feel it when it's back, it feels right. And um, they explained to me like all these ligaments and tendons are totally gone, they're ripped. And um, you're gonna have to go to see a specialist and so Once that happened, I thought to myself, you know, like I said earlier about the regeneration with the farmers, why is it, why is it that my skin can regenerate when I cut it? Why is it that other parts of my body, but uh, some parts can't apparently who, who decided that, you know, like I'm seeing these amazing things happen with the plant regeneration. Maybe it's just a matter of feeding the area, what it needs. And so, um, that's when I got into the research about what our ligaments made up of. They're made of collagen. And one of the best sources of collagen is seaweed, um, wonderful plant and, um, Irish moss in particular, and we sell that as well. And you can get that in a form that's a plant rather than a powder, and it'll still have the life force. So the, the main key is the life force. You want to have the bioelectric energy along with the plant so that your body isn't expending energy of its own. To be able to regenerate, you have to have more energy than regular. And and digestion is one of the biggest taxations of energy. So I switched my diet to juices. And the reason I did that was because juices are full of nutrition. They're already broken down. You don't have to chew them. And they're extremely easy on your body to digest. Now, if you go to a hospital, they're going to give you an IV for the same reason. It takes the taxation off your digestive system. And the digestion is very very taxing on the system so all that energy is now being saved and you can apply that to the regeneration so as I'm wrapping my arm and we kind of figured out that it was uh, turmeric and there was a lot of other things in that Chinese uh, arm wrap that I got on my ankle I started applying that to my elbow trying to focus the blood into that area every time I would drink the collagen I would then dunk my elbow in ice bucket followed by hot water bucket and that expands the area and contracts it expands it and contracts it and that draws in the blood because as the as it's cooled down the body wants to shoot blood in there to warm it back up so i would have that flowing through my bloodstream the collagen and it would be getting to the ligaments where i need it because it's hard to get blood flow to those areas so as i'm doing that week after week after week, I can start to see areas starting to fill in because I could see parts that were missing and where things were torn. And um, that was pretty encouraging because I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm seeing it actually starting to regrow. The issue was, is it was totally locked. Um, in my mind, I thought if things are gonna regrow, they need to be stationary so that they have a chance I didn't know, are the two ends of ligaments going to kind of find each other and link together? Is a new one completely going to bridge across and the other one going to dissolve? Like, I don't know how is this going to (laughs) work. But I knew if I kept it stationary, it had a better chance of working. Um, Doctors recommend to keep it moving so that you keep your mobility. But I knew that would just rip it apart every day. And so I tried something else. What I didn't know was that the reason doctors recommend that is because it locks into position and you cannot move it. (laughs) So 13 weeks into it, my elbow is looking great, but I cannot move it. Like I put it up against the wall. I lean it with my entire body weight. It is stuck at 90 degrees. It's not budging. So that's when I remembered the stuff with my ankle and the Chinese Tai Chi Master and I started wrapping it even more, and I started doing acupuncture on those areas to trigger the release of energy. It could have been trauma energy is what I was thinking with my ankle, which was causing the rigidity, and that turned out to be the case. So it's just amazing that life has guided me step by step with all the pieces I needed exactly right at the right time so that I knew what to do at the right time. Otherwise, none of this would have been possible, but It just, I don't know, I was just kind of guided and it took me another six weeks of as I was wrapping it and doing the acupuncture, the flexibility just returned. And then I had 100% use again. And so I'm like, okay, let me go get an MRI to really see for real, like what's going on if it's back to 100%. And um, yeah, it was. Everything was there. They were looking at me funny, like, why did you come in here? Are you... Is there an alternative motive? Are you trying to see if our systems work or how good our technicians are? Are you trying to, you know, and I'm like, no. And I, I I did make up a little bit of a story. I told him that I was there because I wanted to lift weights heavier. And I wanted to know if it was going to pop back out. If I really, really went for it, I wanted to know how stable it was, you know, and it's totally 100%. I can do push-ups, lift weights, everything. It is back. It is as good as new. And that is just something that is not possible according to current practices and that's just because there's a limitation on what is possible and you know sitting in a ceremony house you kind of know there's a lot of things that are possible that i didn't think was possible
0: (laughs) and that's for sure find out yeah yeah finding out the limitations that we've put on ourselves maybe they're data driven or not there's still a nature of a limitation and it creates a framework that then we're stuck with. And then I think a lot of people misunderstand that uh, once the mind has fixated and created a container for an idea, that becomes reality, right? That, that becomes the reality that we're living in. I've been trying to share with people that the world that you see around you is actually in your brain. That's a picture, an image that you're assimilating from a very like massive reduction on that your senses are doing on the field that's all around you're talking about this energy, you know, and the the bioenergy that's there. And this is the Amazon behind me. And so if I see leaves, I actually don't see the trillions of stimuli of energy that's there a second emanating and changing shape and form, et cetera. And that we get rooted in this idea and it takes away from us the notion that we are creators in our own right. And that we have really, you know, increased capacities that we've somehow decreased by thinking that that picture of what's around me is what the world really is instead of a reduction of, of something much greater than that, that we can all tap into if we knew how to. And it sounds like you've discovered a way to really tap into that for the body, for regeneration, for longevity, for general health and wellness. And that's fascinating that these, these different pieces have come together to, uh, you know, represent a, a kind of a body of knowledge that's now applicable. So I think it's fascinating about your story is you have China, and knowledge from there. You have Egypt, knowledge from there, and uh, the regeneration and the the regenerative plant techniques all coming together to make this into like a human biological technology that you're able to work with.
1: Yeah, it is amazing how all around the world, people have known little bits and pieces throughout history. And and it's kind of like we're rediscovering ourselves and what we are capable of. And you're talking about the field. And that is what I was seeing in Egypt as well as, you know, in a ceremony, but I didn't know what I was looking at at the time. I just saw like amazing things and the structures, the patterns, and then you can see like how different structures will change your body. And so the field with crystals is gonna change the shape and then we were working with these quantum physicists to come up with what is called tachyon energy there's a there's a scientist named david wagner and he found he, he calls it tachyon energy but it is what he says is the energy the moment that it separates from oneness and it and it stretches out into duality and so it's extremely high vibrational energy And when we put that around us or in the water that we drink, it signals our body that we are operating in the most pristine possible structure. And so we have incorporated that into our formulas. And so you take those drops and then you just are constantly reaffirming to your body that you're operating in your perfection. And I know you work with the mind a lot and, and we're, we're, we're coming completely from the lowest level from the body and just programming the body, bypassing the mind because the mind is telling something completely different. Like I'm a victim, um, this sucks, <laughs> whatever's going on. <laughs> and we're just saying, Hey, we're just talking to the body. You're perfect. You're perfect. You're perfect. You're operating in perfection. Everything's hokidori and it's working. Yeah, it's working.
0: It's incredible. Can your products work for injuries that are old, like that happened years ago, or only for injuries that are so. recent?
1: I believe so. Um, I think a lot of the like a reoccurring injury that's old, as long as there hasn't been like a, a surgery that has like disrupted something where you have physical new body parts in there, like pins and plates and stuff. I mean, it will definitely absolutely help with the inflammation. It'll bring the inflammation down. It's releasing that traumatic energy that's been stored from either degradation or from an impact. And once that's released, like you feel a lot better, the inflammation goes down and it will help towards regeneration. Now, I don't know, like if you have a bionic hip, let's say, I don't know what would happen then, but if you have all your original pieces, there's no reason to think that it couldn't you know because your body is like infinitely intelligent and it has this internal checklist priority checklist of what it needs to do to operate and keep you in balance and so we finding when people are on these products it starts tackling other things that we didn't even know were an issue but it goes to what is what the body considers top priority so if that is better cardiovascular health that's what it goes for because that's more mission critical than like a broken pinky but once it starts tackling the, the bigger items it it will then go and take care of the lesser things yeah and if you focus on it like i did with my elbow with the hot and cold water you can direct things and bypass yeah, yeah.
0: yeah amazing i uh, i think this sounds incredible uh, how does the educational courses fit into this? So you got like physical products. I understand there's tinctures and things, but then you also have this course and I got a chance to look at it and uh, it's very well done. So I was very impressed with what I saw. Yeah. How does the course ultimately fit in with this entire uh, you know program you've created? Well, the course
1: is key because the course teaches people a new paradigm. And um, that is what we really want to impart to people. We want people to be able to do this for themselves as many times as they want. The course is a one week program, but you can do it as many times as you want. And it's cumulative. You've got the videos for a lifetime um, and you can use the products and it shows you really what is going on in the body. And when you understand those new fundamentals, you can apply that with every meal you eat or how, however, however far you wanna take it. You know? We don't know how far we can live, but we know that this information is going to fundamentally change the way you look at what you're capable of doing. And that is way more exciting to us than, Hey, just take five drops and you're going to feel better. Like we don't want people to just be dependent on our drops. We want people to be thriving and having the knowledge and seeing what they come up with and how far they can take it. And, um, yeah, that's, that's really what's exciting. And, you know, like I said, I learned a lot of this from regenerative agriculture as well. Like, how is that going to affect how we grow our food? How is it going to affect how we take care of our planet? If we start understanding the fundamentals of how our bodies are operating, maybe we'll change the way we operate the planet entirely. You know, I don't know. We don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. Uh, In the last few minutes that we have, uh, you know, you also worked in the film industry and right now there's a big disrupt going on in the film industry, especially around technology and artificial intelligence. And, um, there's a big strike going on. So I wondered if you could just speak to that a little bit, like what's going on and w- why is this happening? What's sitting behind it? And, uh, yeah, what the outlook is.
1: Yeah. Well, AI is a, is a really interesting tool that's coming up and, um, you know, there's people that write AI, but then the, the most people are going to be using AI and, and the people that are using AI are going to be able to really move very quickly and um, create things. And at the moment, the economy is shifting. And so things are used to be, you know, you could just drop $200 million to make a film, but. The types of films that they are making aren't making the same kind of returns. So there's the pressure up top that we got to make selling movies to be able to pay people. And the people at the bottom are like, we're not getting paid enough. Everything costs double. And because of the streaming services, we're no longer getting the same sort of residuals. And you're not telling us how much money you're making. You're on a multi-million dollar yacht. Yes, you're working hard but we're having to work two or three jobs now just to do what we used to be able to make a living on. So that doesn't seem quite right. So there's that balance of power there, but also the AI is coming up. And so executives are looking at that as a possibility to just, well, maybe we don't have to pay writers. Let's just have the AI create stories for us. And the reality is, I mean, as wonderful as AI is, it's coming from a data set and your data set is based on whatever data there is. And, you know, you take something like Immortality, it's not even in the data set. You take something like Ayahuasca, it's not even in the data set. Like AI is only going to make stories about things that we already know things about. And writers have human experiences and they're able to tap into the heart and they're able to connect people. And AI is not there at this moment. And will it ever be? Like, we don't know, but you're really losing the heart of the purpose of telling stories by just trying to make a more cost-effective product. And, and that's the real battle going on right now is you've got business owners that aren't filmmakers trying to make a product and you've got storytellers trying to perpetuate culture and, and just make ends meet. And so there's a real head-to-head battle right now.
0: Where does this go? I mean, I, I get AI, right? Like, uh, AI right now, if you know, for people who don't know, um, there are tools out there that can write a feature link book in set in like minutes, basically as, as, mm-hmm. as fast as it can generate the text. Um, there's tools out there that can now from a prompt, like, um, uh, picture of an apple. Can make what looks like a you know food photographer level perfect picture of an apple. Um, there's tools that can now start to produce videos and more complex videos, and also music, and take the voices of certain artists and add them to the styles of others. And so there's this huge, uh, just incredible explosion of tools that are are able to regenerate or recreate. Uh, you know, basic art in different kinds of ways. Um, You know, where does this ultimately, in your opinion, lead? If this is like the basics, this is right now what just started from your understanding, the film industry and technology and things like that. Where does this actually go?
1: Well, this has happened in the past. Um, I worked on Final Fantasy in 2001, which was the very first computer generated full CG human realistic attempt. And it caused a huge uproar. All the actors were upset about their bodies being going to be used and we're not going to be actors anymore. And Tom Hanks went out and made Polar Express and he played every character um, just to see what was possible. And now it's coming back again, the same the same story that we're going to be displaced. But the reality is, is people, I believe, are going to be moving and using these tools and they are going to accelerate their ability to tell stories. But with this particular strike, they're, they need to make sure that they are paid properly. So there's this, also this financial system. And um, I really believe that things over time are gonna get rebalanced, but um, at the moment it's all about the fear of AI versus being empowered to use AI. And I think the younger generation is very keen on AI and seeing what can be done and um, seeing how far we can go, because it's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing tool. But it's also like a child, so it needs to be directed by you know humans that have life experience, not the kids that are just now growing up and using it. You've got to get out there in the world, have experiences, have compassion, or the you know the AI could be psychopathic. We don't know what it's going to grow into, um, but it needs to be guided. Is my opinion and. Um, and I think the, the, the power hierarchy structure in the next 10 years is going to probably re, be rebalanced and people will be more free than we've ever been before. Um, I think the system is in an implosion at the moment and the people on top are trying to preserve what they have. And But, you know, they have quite a bit. So, you know, get out while you can and get out of the way because here comes
0: the future. <laughs> uh, for you and, you know, What does that look like to film and and the film industry?
1: Um, For me, I'm very fortunate, you know, with my experiences with Ayahuasca and Shaman, uh, meeting you and meeting Don Alberto, I have a different take on what the purpose of creating stories is. If you read Joseph Campbell, things like this, I see storytelling as a process of helping an individual go through the different stages of their life. And at the moment, Hollywood is creating stories that are escapism, total escapism, which is great, but it's not perpetuating culture. It's not helping people through traumas. It's not um, engaging them on any deep level. So, you know, you watch Netflix and you fall asleep, but there aren't the films being made anymore that are carrying people and taking them, you know, reconnecting them, taking them to the next level of their lives. And I'd love to see stories like that being told um again and um and i see that as the true purpose of the storyteller and that has been completely overshadowed by making a buck and you know in the western world we need an escape because it's pretty intense and you got to go out on a weekend to unplug from that so i totally get why it is the way it is but it could be so much more
0: Well, thank you so much for everything that you shared. I really appreciate your perspective on AI. How should people find you and how should they find your products?
1: Yeah, uh, go to immortality.com. I-M-M-O-R-T-A-L-I-T-E. It's the French pronunciation of immortality. And on there, you'll find the transformative longevity program. We have an introductory offer this month only for the, till the end of July for $4.95. We're trying to get this out to as many people as we can at a price that everybody can afford before it goes up because it is costly but um it's getting out there and we want to get people on board and experiencing this and you know because it's for real (laughs) and now you can check out my film at whitetigerlegend.com
0: awesome Corey. thank you so much for being on the podcast and it's been a pleasure to reconnect and speak with you again And so just thank you so much. And I'm sure for all the listeners that this has been, you know, really interesting exploration into longevity and also new technology.
1: Thank you.